nobody knows what you are. I was concerned about going out into the world and doing something bigger than myself until someone smarter than myself made me realize there is nothing bigger than myself. If you don't believe, nobody else is going to believe. To get something you never had, you have to do something you never did. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to a new year, to a new time uh, with the Paper Trails podcast. Unfortunately, today I'm not with my co-hosts who are away doing mischievous things. I am solo dolo today. Well, not really solo. Today I am joined by an incredible guest, a man with many abilities, a storyteller, director, a writer, producer. So many things that, you know what, well, I think we'd run out of time to... Uh, to, to say but he goes by the name of Kashif Booth oh, thank you for that reception there I'm, would be more I'm people happy here to, be... to, to clap I'll play I am happy to be here thank you nah, so much I no love problem, that man. reception I appreciate, I appreciate you coming of course of course, you know, of course to be fair you've, you've helped me out with quite a few things it's just mm-hmm. usually it's just a message and then you're, you're pretty much yeah there. I'm here to help every creative yeah. out and stuff Look, if we don't help each other, then how are you going to grow? Oh, absolutely. And so. you know what? That's not really common, to be mm-hmm. fair. I feel like, mm-hmm. a lot of, well, I mean, not to say that obviously people do it in a bad way or with bad mm-hmm. intentions, but the the ability to just come over and help uh, anyone, yeah. especially someone you haven't met before, mm-hmm. and to just help them out of their content and then, you know, trust that what they're doing is okay and, you know, doesn't make you look too bad and, you know, <laughs> all of this stuff and then to to come back in i appreciate that no you're welcome you're welcome i feel like if you don't help each other then you're you're helping the next person and then that's going to inspire you to help the next person look as far as i'm concerned we all are going to win everyone's journey is different so you not helping somebody because you feel like oh they're not good enough that's just the wrong attitude to have so that's how it is but like that's that form of networking is always the best as well. Yes, I agree. I, I, I agree. forgot who said it, and I might butcher it, but it was something along the lines of um, networking sideways, not up. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Uh, basically, connecting with uh-huh. people that are kind of in your space yeah, yeah, yeah. and then growing up together mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, Issa Rae famously said that as well. Like she said, you know, we have a tendency to mm. always network up, where it's up, about yeah. networking around you. Around, who's yeah. who wants to write? Who wants to direct? Who exactly. wants to be a gaffer? You know, yeah. those are the people who you should network with. Yeah. It is important to network up, obviously, yeah. but network across because when you all move up in mm. the industry, you know who to call on, who was exactly. there, and stuff like that. Yeah. So. And you and you learn people and their different talents, and you actually realize how small the world is. I mean, Very. someone you're like, oh, you knew Very. this person. Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> but I feel like I forgot to introduce myself. My name is Shimaki. Also go by the name Sharks Polaroid. And I don't know if you guys can tell, but I've got a bit of a sore throat. Um, but I had to soldier on through. You know, I, I couldn't let Kashif down. Couldn't let, some, let myself down. Couldn't let my family down. <laughs> couldn't let my parents down. You know? um, but yeah, like I said, this is the Paper Charles podcast, formerly known as Inspire Reads, where we okay. talked about books, covered mm-hmm. books. Okay. Um, but I wanted to make it a bit different with you today by not necessarily just going off the one book. Okay. Because I feel like you're talented in many different areas and I feel like you'd be able to drop gems on. Okay. Oh, no uh, pressure. No pressure, of course. You know what I mean? <laughs> if there are no gems, uh, you know that, of course. <laughs> uh, but now nah, I feel like um, just to center around one book, I feel like mm-hmm. I'm going to do enough. But like I said, it is a book podcast, book based, mm-hmm. and uh, movies and anything really creative. Uh, I just wanted to know your like first kind of gateway into literature mm-hmm. or like at your earliest stage. Um, That's a good question. I would say probably from a child really a child, always yeah. was reading a lot. Like yeah. 
my parents are always big readers, especially my mom. So yeah. I grew up kind of reading books all the time and yeah. stuff like that. So I got into a lot of Roald Dahl books yeah. and um, Harry Potter books, obviously, like, you know, that was a huge thing. So, Classic, you yeah. know, I remember reading a book in a day, like 300 pages which, when which I was book? your Harry Potter book. No, no, oh, I, oh, wish, I wish, I wish. <laughs> I wish, I wish. I would give you the host. No, <laughs> but that's just how I used to yeah, be, yeah, you know, yeah. reading a lot of books. And even just as I got older into secondary school, same thing as well. Like, um, I won some books for like a school achievement progress thing. So they gave us like free books as well. Yeah. So sometimes I would read like two to three books at the same time, you know, just like I'd read a chapter here, then go here. And then I remember one day we were cleaning out the cupboard in my house and then I saw a Malcolm X book and it was, um, and biography, but also his speeches. No, it wasn't, but it was, no, no. <laughs> no but it's his, it's a biography of yeah, him, yeah, not yeah. an autobiography like that one, mm-hmm. but it was also his speeches as well. So yeah. at 13, I read that, that is, you know, so, yeah. and that was really inspiring. Mm. And Malcolm X has always been my favorite course, anyway. Yeah, yeah. So I just tend to always have just been creative as well and just reading books and then also going to performing arts school when I was quite young as yeah. well. So I've always kind of been in it before I decided to oh, kind of, interesting. um, do behind the scenes. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, would you say it was like your favorite type of genre of books? Or was it kind of just anything? Because like, obviously you said uh-huh. Harry Potter, which is more fantasy. Than you said Malcolm yeah, yeah, X, yeah. which is more, you know. Uh-huh. Uh, well, growing up, it was, I didn't read fiction books. Mm. I mean, what am I saying? I did read fiction yeah, books, yeah. <laughs> but I didn't read non-fiction books. Non-fiction, yeah. So I was reading a lot of like dramas and comedy. Yeah. I remember reading um, um, a Benjamin Zeppaniah book called okay. Gangster Rap. Yeah. And I got gifted that by one of my dad's friends and he yeah. gave me that. And that was about an aspiring rap group. And that was really good as well. So like I grew up just reading a lot about fiction and yeah. stories that I could relate to as yeah, a young black man. And just sometimes things I didn't relate to. So yeah, that's what I grew up. Seems like reading. it was a very diverse. Yeah, definitely. Like a bunch of books. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a, you know, I wasn't, I thought, you know, it wasn't going to be that much. <laughs> <laughs> you know, usually to be fair, people are like, you know, I've just, like even myself, mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't say I was necessarily the biggest reader. Okay. Kind of got into reading mm-hmm. more and more as I grew, grew older. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. As I got into storytelling okay. I was like okay let me mm-hmm. actually see how because uh, I, I loved like Lord of the Rings and obviously Harry Potter mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. you just look at the books and for me that felt daunting <laughs> yes you know I understand that's why yeah. Roald Dahl was mm-hmm. great it was like small concise to the point mm-hmm. um, and would you say then that's kind of influenced your storytelling or do you feel like mm-hmm. did you feel like you would write stories as a kid um, I don't think I did. Or you're more into like the aspect of like kind of reading. Um, I think I was reading as a child, but I don't think it impacted my storytelling because it wasn't until I was about 13 where I yeah. was like, okay, I want to study media and I want to yeah. understand what that's about. You know, I wanted my own platform mm. and show to like make stuff people could relate to. So yeah. I feel like I fell out of books. Okay, you know, I didn't yeah. really read them a lot after you know when i was in college and yeah. university well you had to do your required reading at of uni course, yeah, yeah, yeah. that was horrible <laughs> um, but it wasn't until like i started to work more yeah. actually and i was you know started in industry and i just really got into reading i had loads of books on my ipad so i was just reading constantly course, like yeah. you know fiction books as well mm. it's not until like the last few years where i've done more non-fiction books yeah. you know looking for stuff to 
inspire me as a creative but yeah. also as a business owner as an mm. entrepreneur as well so looking at what other people have done my peers yeah, yeah, yeah. or people who, are, who i aspire to mm. that's how it's kind of gone so i wouldn't say books have influenced my storytelling yeah. but creative writing is the first thing you learn yeah. in school so that in a way does influence you because yeah. of you being able to shape ideas form and sentences yeah, yeah, build course. character yeah. arcs and stuff like that yeah and obviously you um you mentioned uh that the other non-fiction books and stuff like that helped you with you know your businesses mm -hmm. and stuff like that is there anything that you read recently that you you can you remember on top of your head that gave you a good bit of insight one book that I read a couple years ago, it was is called The Professional Troublemaker mm. by Lovey Ajayi Jones. Mm. And one thing that she really said what stuck out to me was when you're applying for a job or you're going mm. for a job and you know, go into it with the salary expectations you want. Yeah. Don't lowball yourself. Yeah. Go in with it because HR that's their responsibility to mm. negotiate a salary with you. And nine times out of ten they have what you're asking for, yeah, but yeah. they will happily say, oh, okay, you want 30,000, fine. They probably had an extra 5,000 in yeah, there, yeah, yeah, yeah. but unless you go in there with what you're looking for, then yeah. that's it. I interviewed for a producer job last year mm. and <clears throat> they were offering me like 28,000 a year. Yeah. And they asked me my salary expectations and I said 40 plus up. Yeah. And they, I saw on their faces like, oh no, this isn't it. So yeah, yeah, I yeah, knew yeah, they yeah. wanted me, but I'm not going to lowball myself. Yeah, of course. Yeah. What's 28K a year? So, yeah. That's nothing. Especially so, for a producer. No? I was very surprised. Yeah. So I was like, nah, it's okay. Yeah. So that's one thing what stuck out to me as mm. well. Um, there's another book. But just by, to touch oh, on yeah, that, sure. I feel like it's a, like for me personally, for mm -hmm. some reason, I'm, I don't know, maybe it's just my negotiation skills. Mm -hmm. I'm not that great at, mm -hmm. I feel like I would be asking for too much. Okay. So it's just a case of how do you get into the mindset of this is what it's worth. Mm -hmm. Would you have to like check um previous like people's salaries and what they were on and then go, mm -hmm. this is the sort of like ballpark to kind of go for. I feel like sometimes it's about talking to other people who are your peers in the yeah. industry. So if you can talk to, I will talk to other producers yeah. and we'll say, okay, well, this is how much they're offering or what? That's really low. Like you should go for this. Should, or yeah, yeah, yeah. sometimes it's your experience and you will understand how much time and effort you're putting into something. Yeah. So the pay has to match that, match it, yeah, you know, it can depend on what the project is mm. and what their budget is, but it's up to you. If you yeah. know you can get work somewhere else and you're not going to lose anything by turning that job down, yeah. then it's fine. Was, yeah. But it's also confidence. You have to gain confidence. When I mm. first started in the industry, I wasn't, oh, I wasn't negotiating anything. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. oh, you want to offer me this? Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. Yeah, like, yeah. I will just take it. Yeah. But as you get older and mm -hmm. you know your worth and you understand the game yeah. of the industry then you're like okay well i'm not accepting that i can find it better and stuff like that yeah. and during that time when i had the interview i was already offered something like ten thousand pounds more in salary yeah, so yeah. why was i gonna lowball myself yeah for that yeah, no. and yeah 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 the reason why even it, it popped into my mind and you know you talking about non-fiction as well is because mm -hmm. initially every time i'll kind of think of non-fiction shit i'll just think of self-help books okay mm -hmm. and um I always had this perception of like self-help books, which is like, oh, if you believe you achieve and, you know, just like the, the typical sort of cliche, um, like sort of, you know, uh, like essentially if you believe you achieve and mm -hmm. like not necessarily, um, given actual 
proper advice. Okay. And that's mm-hmm. what initially I thought nonfiction was. Uh, and then I kind of got into it through like just biographies and this and that. Um, until I came uh, across Atomic Habits. Have you? No, not heard of that Atomic one. Habits is good. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Especially, I feel like it'll be great for you okay. as well. Mm-hmm. Um, especially in the medium that you're in. I just had a little, I had to blow my nose there. <laughs> Listen, you could have kept that off I camera. You, know? you really didn't camera, need to yeah. say. Yeah, it's true, it's true. But I feel like do the magic a, of editing. Yeah, like, come it would on. just be a big cut of like, yeah, and then just a sudden <laughs> new, you know, combo. Oh, that's funny. Uh, but now, like I was saying, the topic mm-hmm. habits um, would be especially good for okay. someone, especially in your I'll field. Check it out. Um, it's basically that that book there kind of obviously shaped my that and have you heard of Still Like an Artist? Sounds familiar. I think I have. Still Like an Artist, another great book. Um, my co-host Mo, who's usually here, his favorite book as well. Um, but I'll go back to Atomic Habits. Atomic Habits is basically a book that's trying to teach people getting into the psychology of rather than having like crazy goals as the main like focus all the time mm-hmm. just having small little increments to change your like uh okay. lifestyle mm-hmm. to let's say for example your, your main goal is to always be up at like 6 6 a.m okay it won't be to just wake up 6 a.m it would be like something small like okay. maybe around like 9 p.m mm-hmm. just stop watching tv mm-hmm. and then um go into like start reading okay 10 p.m do you know just something mm-hmm. small that leads you towards yeah. um i thing and and okay it, it it sounds like very almost ignorant to say but it blew my mind in terms of because like with me when it came to books my only like connection to it was just storytelling um and then when it was this to kind of like give you pointers and assessments in life it was, it was great it's kind of like we just said right now about negotiations mm-hmm. and you know definitely be looking into that but you are mm-hmm. uh, a writer Yes. You're a producer. Uh-huh. And uh, your first, like, production was it? Was it Nate and Jamie? Uh, or did you have something before that? I had stuff before, but I don't count those. You don't count those. <laughs> because, yeah. like, I was at university. Yeah. That was me, like, learning the craft yeah. and, you know, not knowing much. So yeah. Nate and Jamie was the first uh, production, I'd say, was really my baby and, like, the first the one that really put me yeah, out yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. So, so, yeah. So what, what about mm-hmm. the, the ones before that? Let's just touch on to that <laughs> a little bit. It was, uh, you said it was in uni. Yeah. And was it, did you do a course on like uh, filming and, and stuff? Well, yeah, yeah. I did a film degree yeah. um, at university. So I made loads of projects while I was at university. Yeah. But, and then also outside, like I yeah. was making stuff you know, at f- local film school that I was going to yeah, yeah. in um, Elephant and Castle with my friends yeah. and stuff like that. So we made loads of films as well. So that was just, just you know, doing what we loved and yeah. really enjoyed and just stuff like that. experimenting. Yeah, but like in terms of like my career, I would say it starts from starts Nate from and Jamie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, my independent career. Yeah, career, of course. So. And obviously the, there must be a criteria to it. Not only just because the university stuff was mm-hmm. your first kind of drafts and stuff, mm-hmm. but what would you say was the criteria or the, or the thing that made you go okay Nate and Jamie is mm-hmm. my first one I'm gonna actually classify um I just feel like because that was me actually establishing my brand outside mm. of my day-to-day job which yeah. was like at that time a production assistant slash yeah. runner within the tv industry yeah. so I knew that I wanted to create projects so initially it wasn't supposed to be 
um, a web series. Yeah. It was just supposed to be a sketch. So I just wanted to create loads of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the lead character in it, Jamie, yeah. the guy who plays him called Josh, he's the one who told me a story one day. We were just yeah. out and he told me a story about how he was in Shoreditch and yeah. um, him and his best friend, they saw a girl who he found attractive yeah. and then like he saw her across the road. So he convinced his boy to go into the shop oh, yeah, <laughs> and yeah. try and move to her yeah, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, it didn't go to plan. Oh, and, I, and I was laughing, laughing. I found it yeah. so funny. So I always remembered it. Yeah. And he told me that story in 2014. Okay. And we didn't make it until 2016. And yeah. I just wrote a script about yeah. it. And I just thought, okay, this is great. I got Nate, who is um, played by Samuel Williams. Mm. He's a funny guy. So I knew he would bring the laughs yeah, and yeah, yeah. really take my ideas and to another and level. Yeah, yeah, of course. So... Yeah, and that was it. Mm. I put it out, and then that that was it. I was just right. like, "Yeah, this is what I want this to do." Are, and yeah. then the reaction was crazy. Like, yeah. loads of people watched it. It got a thousand views so fast. Yeah. People were sharing me um, all of the feedback they were getting from people I didn't know, yeah. and they were like, "No, nah, it can't end like that. We need to see part two and nah, blah blah course. blah." Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I was like, "Okay, well, I should turn this into a show." Into yeah, so course, I yeah. ended up writing five more episodes mm. and yeah and then we shot it over like oh six months or so well, six months yeah because yeah, yeah, obviously yeah. i i saw i'll say all the ones that are on your um channel yes yeah uh, chief mm-hmm. booth uh and obviously you had a little cameo in one of them or you're sitting <laughs> on, a, on a table on a yes thing. yes yes budget uh, limitations budget were there <laughs> so and then other crew members had been extras in yeah, it yeah, or yeah, yeah. they had to be on the camera yeah. doing their thing so i was like okay i'll just be in the back yeah it, so. but i was going to say it was like mm-hmm. on the budget is like how was it just kind of whatever money everyone had around and then mm-hmm. or were you like sort of the main person and you just told your friend listen this is the script i wrote you want to be a part of it or was everyone kind of chipping in to actually make this thing work it was all me like it's yeah. my vision it's my idea mm. i own the show yeah very important they were good the... actors as well that's yes. the that's what i was confused <laughs> about yeah you know like own your ip guys yeah. like i own the show i own everything yeah so it's that's my straight. show so yeah. it's like i was funding everything people were coming to be a part of it because mm. a lot of them wanted to learn a lot of them yeah. wanted to support me as my friend mm. the actors they also wanted to fill up their resume and yeah. their portfolios show rules and show stuff rules, like that yeah. so they were happy to do it mm. and the guy josh who played jamie yeah. it was you know he found it hilarious that also i yeah. took you know uh a story, a story he said and, and made just it made it into, it into yeah, that yeah. so they were all happy to be a part of it yeah. yes nobody was being paid and stuff because no, it was all out of my pocket and we just didn't have the funds yeah, yeah, at yeah. all but it was a great experience it looks and, like it looks like something because mm-hmm. um my friends we well mo my other co-host mm-hmm. we used to do skits um yeah it was very low budget just you know you bring mm-hmm. friends about and then like we had maybe a couple of soft lights and then mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you did like all sorts of, but obviously they'll never see the light of day <laughs> <laughs> but uh okay. it's it's it, it's in that kind of thing of like did you feel that sense before you put it out of like doubt in the in the work and the, and and mm-hmm. when ah oh, maybe you know what let me not actually uh let me not actually put this out let me keep it uh or was it kind of like mm-hmm. i actually feel this one this is the one that i want to kind of go with oh i never liked any of it 
You know, okay. no, no. <laughs> but I was like, we didn't have the budget, we yeah. didn't have the resources. But one thing that I learned, and I had to keep reminding myself that you know, the content. It's all yeah. about the content. Well, course, Everyone yeah. knows we don't have the budget. Yeah. So, but to be fair though, it looked pretty mm-hmm. good. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> like you even had the was it a restaurant that you, you hired uh-huh. out, yeah, or yeah, a bar yeah, or something? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, true. I mean, it was a lot of tough work. I always use um, Issa Rae's Awkward Black Girl. Mm. web series as an example you know that was not good production quality but yeah. the content was there yeah, it was yeah. funny and it went viral so as long as the content's there then it's fine yeah. you know people expect you to improve mm. and that's what we did each production after that the production quality got better yeah, and better course, and better yeah, and yeah. even to this day in my career my projects always look better than the last yeah and that's what you should be doing yeah, yeah, improvements i think nowadays i don't think people are really like that i feel like because social media is so harsh mm. people aren't gonna respect you if yeah. you're putting and out social media is weird yeah. now. and i think it's it's a little bit easier but at the same time yeah it's just different now when it's i was putting out yeah. things it was it was on the brink of social media becoming yeah. toxic. Yeah, but yeah. on top of that, though, even those kind of like sort of long format mm-hmm. sort of skit stories, mm-hmm. um, like for example, obviously there was Diary of a Bad Man. Mm, yes, um, I forgot about that. Yes. yes yeah, yes. yeah, but like that at one point, like those kind of formats of like storytelling in like yeah. these short, that was like, everything at one point because mm-hmm. um yeah it was it was like not enough things on tv and youtube was becoming this thing of like yeah, yeah. actual good quality was being poured onto mm-hmm. there um but i feel like now it's just kind of everyone wants these quick like yeah maybe yeah. two minutes max mm-hmm. unless you've got like mm-hmm. a gripping story to tell or, mm-hmm. um and do you feel like that do you feel like that kind of um affects your craft or do you feel like you don't really pay attention too much to that um i don't think it affects my craft because yeah. i've moved away from the internet space yeah um i did four web series so i understood the um market a bit better yeah. um i feel like when i first started doing it i wanted to make sure that it was short form content which people could enjoy yeah. quickly have the beginning trying to understand the motivation of the character throughout the episodes right, yeah, so you understand yeah. what it is the middle will kind of get to you know the conflict mm. and then the end will have a big laugh or sometimes yeah. it might be a bit of both in the beginning middle and end yeah. and stuff like that different laughs or the character development or story development throughout the whole series yeah. and i'd keep it short and sweet so that people could binge the show in like mm. half an hour i wanted to keep people engaged yeah um, I feel like nowadays there's, but well, even back then, I feel like there's always going to be a target audience who's going to be for you. Mm. There's some people who will sit down and watch a 40 minute episode yeah. on YouTube. People will do that, yeah, of course, but some people won't. Mm. So yeah. for me, I wanted to keep, I wanted to get the balance of both audiences, people who have short attention spans and people who love to sit down and watch, and watch a yeah, show, yeah, yeah. regardless of what platform it's on. Yeah. So I think nowadays, because every social media platform has some sort of yeah. video um you also have to just find your target audience mm. there's tiktoks for like 10 minutes people are sitting down people and watching those also, for yeah, 10 yeah, minutes yeah, do you get what i mean same with instagram and twitter yeah. and youtube so i don't think it's changed i just feel like the way how algorithms are you're going to see what you like and what you're attracted yeah. to and that's it yeah so i think that's how it works. Also, you smashed it as well by saying that um essentially content is the key yeah uh, what you put out because obviously mm-hmm. 
if it's a 10 minute tiktok video and tiktok mm. is meant to be just a quick like yeah. okay and it capture used to it now and then you <laughs> swipe yeah yeah but now it's like okay if, if you're sitting down for like a 10 minute mm-hmm. thing then this must be you've got to be able to keep uh, content remember, you're holding I, your phone like you tiktok yeah. isn't on like youtube yeah, and stuff yeah, where yeah. you can have it on like your ipad or your computer yeah. well you can but it's not the same effect the same, so people are just chilling maybe in their bed or yeah, yeah, just, on the sofa yeah. and stuff like that and you so. can easily swipe up which i feel like that mm-hmm. for some reason like almost makes it quicker to just dismiss something mm-hmm. you know yeah yeah if it doesn't like, catch you you're like okay next yeah, next and then yeah, that's yeah, it yeah, you don't exactly. have to go out of something mm-hmm. and go back in type in yeah. a new video and all that kind of stuff yeah yeah exactly because obviously i've i've tried to um essentially the kind of tiktoks that i do at the moment mostly are like in that two minute to five it's kind of more mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I guess comedy slash informative. Yes, I've seen them. They're good. I find them so funny. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. But it's sometimes it's kind of like it's mm-hmm. you're looking at it in a form of like TikTok, and you see like your younger siblings, and who are obviously avid TikTok users. And in in the back of my mind, I'm always kind of like sort of adjusting it for them, thinking, mm-hmm. is this too long for like, for example, my yeah. younger brother mm-hmm. and my sister, who are like, I'm like, okay, is it too long for them to watch it now? Okay. What do you need to add on to keep them mm. to, you know, it's yeah, like yeah, a lot yeah. of. But then what? trying to do a good comedy sketch in like a minute is very hard. Yeah. But then do you remember in Vine, um, Vine yeah, that Vine. was six yeah, yeah, yeah. seconds. Six seconds to, and to they used to get done. it. Yeah. And that was fantastic. So there are ways, but then it's fine. To, having a platform like Vine kind of, like we said, ruined people's yeah. short attention span yeah, of because course, yeah. you know they just don't want to watch something what's yeah, this is a like minute. six seconds <laughs> yeah, yeah six seconds <laughs> you, know? Uh, you know so yeah yeah i understand yeah yeah i mean that's that's just what it is i feel like content creating is uh an interesting one mm-hmm. um i feel like i always liked the will smith uh thing where he was on an interview and he was like it's a very lonely road Obviously, he said it a lot better than. He didn't say it's so depressing. But, oh, okay. He was there, like, yeah, it's, it can be a, it can be a long, mm-hmm. you know, road, and it's like, um, especially at the beginning, mm-hmm. like, except you know, we can really see where it's going or where yeah. you plan it to to kind of be. You just kind of have to show people. Yeah. Some people might not understand it, and some people, you know, might do. And obviously, it's like you've now. Let's say at that moment when you've come up with this idea to do Nate and Jamie, mm-hmm. and uh, you're writing the script, mm-hmm. was there a point where you was like, you know what, maybe this is a bit, this isn't it? Yeah, all the time. All like the time. you know, you will write a draft and you're like, okay, I don't like this, and yeah. go out, go back and cross that out. And yeah. a lot of the time as well, like especially in the first season of Nate and Jamie, um. It was a lot of improv as well. So Nate, the character Nate, I would let him express himself. Express himself. I'd let him, you know, play with the lines. I'm Mm. not very rigid when it comes to lines. Like I know some directors and writers, they want you like say this line. This is why I wrote it. I'm fine for them to make it humanize it. You know, make it more natural for them to say. And I was fine with that. But what was good was that they still went very close to like almost everything that I said as well. I would often sometimes on the day cut out scenes and change Mm. it and tell them, okay, add this line, do that because I didn't like how it was moving along. It wasn't working. So yeah, we did that a lot. Like especially in the first episode and what was in the bar and stuff like i on the day i cut out 
one of the scenes where the um where all of them were coming into the restaurant yeah. there was supposed to be a whole scene where you know the character nate gave one of his dates cheap flowers and stuff like yeah, that yeah, yeah, i literally yeah, I cut all of that okay, i cut yeah. all of that out because i was like you know what i feel like it works fine but then i did have doubt in the edit i was yeah. like oh does this look realistic and yeah. stuff like that but i had to get loads of feedback and i was like what are you talking about it's fine it's yeah, work. but yeah, because yeah. i had that scene in my head mm. i was thinking oh does it work or does doesn't it work, work? Yeah, yeah, yeah. so yeah so that's also how it goes as well you're always editing right down to the last to the minute last second, even yeah. in the edit i've cut out loads of scenes yeah. or as well so oh, i've got to give it to you man it takes a lot of i mean well i mean i always say it from my perspective because it's like uh i remember i was even writing <clears throat> stuff for a while which was kind of like the office slash mm-hmm. that kind of like um mockumentary on people that run a youtube studio oh, they're trying okay. to make youtube videos and mm-hmm. try pop you know that way okay and all the troubles that you know come with it but it's mm-hmm. like i always i can't get past the first page i'm like it doesn't start off right it doesn't okay. start off mm. you know okay and uh it's just like getting past that is, is it just at a certain point you just have to go is what just it is to, you have to just kind of go with it like for me, I'm currently doing a screenwriting course as well at yeah. the moment. I haven't written in years, yeah. but I wanted to refine my skills and I'm taking every single course that I can. Yeah. But for me, how I would usually write, I'm quite old school. Yeah. I would write everything by hand. Yeah. So I would have my notebooks and then I would just start to write. Yeah. I, I kind of get into this weird zone where I zone out and I just, just write, 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 yeah. write. And then... It gets to a point where I'm like, okay, I'm done. Yeah. But then also another way to write is also doing a whole format layout. So then actually breaking down the script, having a chart. Okay, you've got this character, let's say Jack. Yeah. And what's his motivation? What's the arc that you want to take him on? Yeah. If you brainstorm ideas as to where you want each story to go, yeah. then it should be able to easier for you to write then you don't get stuck on the first page and at least you know like this yeah this is the beginning this is where he's gonna go and what's gonna take him towards the middle and towards the end and you've got to kind of figure out in that while whilst brainstorming the message of the episode or film that you're doing Mm. what's the resolution what's the conflict you know those are the things you then can break down Mm. before you start writing so if you can't get past the first page do that break down your idea and then you should be able and to it gives you. you kind of a pathway to yeah yeah, yeah and then course. you can go back and if you don't like it go back and yeah, change yeah. it like that have you felt like uh what what would you say was a script or like a movie mm-hmm. that's made you go wow how did they even think of that i would say oh it's like gosh. blown you away that is a hard question because <laughs> there's so many there's already, yeah, so many but i would think of like quentin tarantino films like with reservoir dogs and pulp yeah. fiction like love those you know mm. first it's a non-linear narrative yeah you know and then when you watch it like hundreds of times yeah. you understand how all the stories are oh, interlinked yeah, and yeah. how it works if it was a linear narrative as yeah. well i thought i'd love to write something like that like how do you write something out of sync mm. yeah that's you know a, that's, that's what's yeah, brilliant yeah. and then you still as a viewer you kind of then have to piece it together and you're like yeah. okay that makes sense yeah. um what else is there i would say like shows like insecure as well um those scripts are brilliant because it's not just relatable but also it's funny yeah. but then it's also you know the character arcs the motivation of each character as mm-hmm. well and how they were able to 
yeah, really make it relatable to the yeah. audience and cause such a discussion. Because if you were watching it, you know, when at its peak, mm. it was so much conversation online. Okay, People, yeah. you know, sharing their tidbits and stuff like that. And that's yeah. again about being able to have the impact on the audience. Yeah, yeah, of course, you know, to want them to speak about exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah, and yeah. so when you have scripts like that, that's what's really good as well. Yeah. I feel like that's everyone's dream, or every creator's dream, to yeah. kind of put work out there that's then getting discussed by mm-hmm. so many different people and so many like different ways that someone's interpreted, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um do you also look at scripts? Like do people send them to you as well? Or do you Yes. Yes, they do. I what, read about six today. Six today. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> what do you What do you look for that that you would consider is a good script? Um, I don't. I think that's a loaded question. Yeah. I feel like <laughs> it's not like the thing is like everyone can learn how to format correctly. Yeah. They can know how to tell a story good. Yeah. But if you don't like it, you don't like it. Yeah. That's just it. That's like it is, yeah. you know, some sometimes when I'm reading scripts, like sometimes it's because people want me to produce it yeah. or they want feedback on it yeah. and stuff like that. And then sometimes a lot of the time I'm given feedback to how to construct the story yeah. or formulate it. Or, yeah, just give them tips how to, like, you know, break down the characters more. Sometimes there might be issues with it, you know, in terms of, like, a script I read today, there was, like, one scene which was, like, six pages. Like, that's that's too too much. It needed to be just condensed down. It didn't need to be that long. So, for me, it's just all just, like, dialogue or or, like... Describe just it. Dialogue. A bit of both, but just predominantly yeah, dialogue. Yeah. And it was just too much. Yeah, yeah. Um, and stuff like that. So, but then if I'm looking for something, I'm looking for what I like. You yeah. know, I like everything. A lot of the time people ask me, oh, what do you, what do you prefer to do? I'm like, I don't have a preference. Yeah. Like, I like everything. Yeah. And also, I want to tell every single story. So, yeah. if it's a sci-fi, a thriller, a horror, then... If it's good script, if it's good, then, then yeah, then yeah that's it. just how it is. But everything is subjective. Yeah. So. Also, I was going to say on the uh, aspect of like something in movies or like in a book that's like made you go crazy, like uh, or like a, like I said in the in the time at the time, like a script that's made you go, wow, you know, I wish I could have done that. Um, I'd say for me, there was only one of just um, which was Harry Potter. Okay. Funny enough. Um, and it was the idea of how she uses that pen. Uh, you know how. You, mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sharks, uh, yeah, yeah, what am I doing? Nah. <laughs> uh, basically, so how she, the idea of how she uses the pensive, because a lot of mm-hmm. people, they say in movies and this and that, if you go back in time, it's very hard to save the movie. Like, it's not, yes. it's very yeah. weak. You know, mm-hmm. the whole time travel thing. Mm-hmm. But like the concept that she uses it in isn't necessarily like going back in even though you are back in time, yeah. You're not necessarily like going back in time to change anything. You're no. just kinda going back in time to like look at your memory as a kid mm-hmm. and yeah. then try and piece things together. Mm-hmm. And um I'll say the the chapter The Prince's Tale mm. in uh in like the last book or even mm-hmm. the movies or the way yeah, they yeah, did it yeah. of like Professor Snape's, uh, you know, memories, and he's going in and out of it, and you know all of this yeah, stuff, yeah, and he's yeah. piecing it all together, and you're like, oh snap! So he liked his mum mm-hmm. all along. Sorry, <laughs> Ooh, we cut again this week. I've been so busy, so <laughs> I've been vlogging all week for my TikToks. So I was going to talk about that because I've started to do more. Yeah. I usually just vlog, but I've been now doing sharing tips and things like yeah. that. So 
Alright, cool. I think Do you wanna just go ahead and Yeah, the signal is not good. Yeah. <laughs> it's not good. Uh, I think he said like he said he's watching remote, so I think it should be alright. Okay. So we were saying okay. That's a snake. Yeah, you were saying about Harry yeah. Potter and stuff, so okay. That was a very weak clap. But yeah, like I was saying, I'd pull that off again for, you know, emergency issues. <laughs> <laughs> Shucks. <laughs> was oh, uh, was that uh, obviously the the Princess Tale and Professor Snape and you know yeah. how they how she yeah. constructed all of that and even in the movies mm-hmm. it was done so well it was done so well that it was like I've always wished to do something like that mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. but that's 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 the sort of what I meant in terms of had you if you'd seen something mm-hmm. that's made you go damn I wish you know but obviously you said that. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, definitely. That's always been like an inspiration yeah. for me. I would love to write a script like that, mm. you know, non-linear narrative. Like that's been my thing. Like I feel like, um, yeah, like I've seen other films. Like you know, Moonlight was a great one as well. Yeah. Um, stuff like that, hard hitting dramas. Like Barry Jenkins is a brilliant writer director so yeah. love to write something like that you know he really pulls on you know the experience of people yeah. and i think that's always been a a big thing for me is to try and do stuff what people can relate to yeah and yeah that's what i'd want to pull from as well um yeah but i also look at not just writing but also look at the cinematography and the directing like yeah. you know especially now we're in a time where you know cinematographers and gaffers you know they understand how to light people mm. of color and so i'm inspired by oh, yeah. how they just light people's skin yeah. and the color grade like i just get listen i oh, get okay. hyped like, yeah, i that. just get yeah, so yeah, yeah. excited when i see like such a sick grade or color <laughs> like i'm like oh my gosh like, this is amazing like that's how you know i'm a nerd but like that is all what I look for, yeah, you know, yeah, it's like yeah. a whole rounded thing. So I'm oh, looking wow. at so many different elements as yeah. well. So. What about with the whole thing of uh, the Batman and mm-hmm. the, uh, they apparently they put something on their lens mm-hmm. that was like a sort of plastic. Yeah. 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 I wonder if the. Off for a long time. For a minute, yeah. Oh uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. Oh. Obviously, I think some of you guys are seeing Kashif again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't wait to see this put you together. Know, it was just me for a while. Oh, um, but we we managed to get the other camera sorted out, but um. Obviously, yeah, like I said, I don't know where we were when your thing turned off, so we're just gonna have to play on. <laughs> it's just gonna be my face for a while. I mean, there's audio to this. There as is well, audio, right? so yeah, yeah. I think fine. a lot more people listen to the audio. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I get it. I get so it. So good. Okay. Um, but obviously, I just wanted to come back on obviously the stuff that you've done, um, right. and I wanted to talk about the. No, no, sorry. I was talking about the Batman. Oh yeah, that's what he was going yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. they 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 <laughs> apparently they switched up the the lens that they use. They put like this mm-hmm. like 
colored sort of plastic thing on it. Oh, okay. So then, like, even when the mm. rain or the water would hit, it would mm. give it this, like, sort of more, like, realistic, grungy sort of look. Okay, fine. I I think I understand what you mean. Yeah, I, I, I think might about be butchering it. But it was, uh, it was a pretty cool... Uh, <laughs> It was a cool. Have you seen the Batman? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw yeah, it. Yeah, I saw yeah, it. Yeah, so like, I think I just, I remembered the last scene with the rain and the water yeah. and all that. So I, I think I understand what you. Yeah, mean. it was. It was. And yeah. and uh, there was obviously a few YouTubers that get into the nitty gritties yeah, yeah, of yeah. sound and you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, like for example, they used the um Justin Bieber song "Baby" mm-hmm. for the for the the sound of the Batmobile. Oh, okay. They like chopped up the sound and wow. just like yeah. And it's uh you know that's that's I think for me that's that's what I also like the the sort of the breaking down of how things were put mm. together and pieced together. Mm. Um, but on top of that, obviously you've been in that sector, mm-hmm. and you've come across not just color grading but also the people there. Yeah. Um, how would you say you know with the people it is like once you're in this producing world? What do you, what type of people do you in mean? In terms of like, or? how do how would you go about dealing with someone that just isn't feeling what you want to to create, or like um, getting everyone on board with, uh, but more so the negative uh-huh. aspect this is a bit more fun. Um, like in terms of like, let's say there's someone that mm-hmm. that's like being a bit hard to deal with, or okay. isn't necessarily mm-hmm. right. Like in the script, have you you feel like you've come across something like that? What in terms of the actor or the, the crews yeah. or and stuff like that? Both, to be fair, when you're trying um, to make your if somebody's being difficult or challenging your vision and stuff like that, especially in the smaller spaces of an independent filmmaker and stuff like that. Mm. Um, in my experience, like I had to learn to be confident in what I was doing. Yeah. So I didn't really speak up about certain things like let's say sometimes I would get a vibe from the actors that they didn't really like the idea or the script and stuff like that. So that was a knock on effect on my uh, confidence and stuff like that. So that was one of the reasons why I stopped writing for many years. I just didn't think I was good. Um, But I feel like as you progress and you're in a better position, if you're, especially if you're paying people and they're coming with that energy, mm. then you fire them. <laughs> That's what yeah, you do. Up, Why yeah. are you working with somebody who's challenging your vision, yeah, especially yeah. if you're in control and yeah, you're the yeah, boss? Yeah. yeah, you have to always speak up, mm. always speak up. Um, so I feel like that's the difference. If you're within an industry space, especially if it's the mainstream space yeah. and you're in a top industry, you know, working on a commercial or yeah. a Batman film and stuff like that. There is a workplace culture, which is, in my opinion, can be quite toxic. Okay. You're essentially told that you're supposed to put up with certain things. Mm. You know, um, one of the last managers that I had, he basically said that to me. Yeah. And it's not something I choose to put up with. I've been through so much in this industry of people talking to me mad people working on jobs of TV shows where the lead producer went eight months, not even saying my name because he never bothered to learn how to pronounce it. Um, yeah. Stuff like that. But how does that make uh, you feel? Um, in in the the moment, 
I mean, that was like eight years ago now. Yeah. So um, I think at the time, I didn't even notice it. Yeah, no, I didn't yeah. notice it until I saw him running after me in a corridor <laughs> and kind of went, and I was like, oh, <laughs> so like, this oh, man so actually does not know, know yeah. my name and has even, hasn't even bothered to learn how yeah. to pronounce my name. Yeah. So, or a lot of people mispronouncing my name yeah. and I never used to say anything. I would just let them say it incorrectly so, because yeah. just didn't have the confidence to yeah. say anything, you know. Also, even starting out. Yeah, like so that. it's like that. But over time, yeah. and especially for me, I can't speak on for other people's yeah. experience, but for me, me becoming my own boss and making my own projects, it built my own confidence to be able to walk into so many different rooms, no matter what place you are yeah. in your career, if you're a top exec or whatever, and not feel intimidated mm. or not feel nervous. So I'd be able to go in there and just be myself. Yeah. So it gets to the point where you start to feel confident and are able to speak up for yourself without yeah. fear of being blackboard. Yeah. There's so much stuff that people tell you to put with, like how people speak to you and, mm. you know, and I always say to people, there's a difference between, there's a difference between being direct and, yeah. you know, matter of fact yeah. and rude. Yeah, yeah. And trust me, there's a thin line what between would you say both. The, like the difference, if you could describe it the best way. Um, Some of the experiences I faced are people who are just like, you know, instead of them saying, hi, morning, how are yeah, you? Yeah, They'd yeah. be like, can you do this? I need you oh, to do yeah, A, B, C, yeah, D, yeah, D, yeah, D, yeah, D. Yeah. Um, like it's just straight to the point. Yeah. Um, and it's like, okay, fine. Mm. You know, that's it. They're not going to sugarcoat anything. They're not going to be like, so I need you to go to and do, do this. Yeah, They're going to be like, no, yeah. I need you to do A, B, C, D and it, yeah. go and do it. Some of the other stuff I've experienced, which, which are rude, are, you know, people telling you to um, pay attention when they're speaking to you, okay, chastising yeah. you like you're a child, oh, yeah, yeah, that's um, yeah. using accusatory language, mm. shouting at you. Yeah. Yeah, um, making sarcastic comments as, as adults, of course. Yeah, 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 and these, you know, so <laughs> those are things like that. So I will call that out, and sometimes mm. people don't like that I will call it out, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I'm going to because I'm not going to put up with your yeah, yeah, yeah. disrespect. But for so long, you're kind of told, Oh, this is just how it is, this yeah, is what you're gonna have to deal with. Build, yeah. But it got to a point where I remember I was working on a film with two women. And they were very passive aggressive. One of them was a racist. Okay. Well, like course, it was yeah, yeah. it was very obvious. Yeah, yeah. Um and she was coming out with some things which were like, oh, interesting. And yeah. homophobic. So she was listing oh, wow. a, a lot of things. <laughs> and she was just saying it's very casual. And I was like, oh, okay. okay. And <laughs> long story short, it got to the point where they were just using me as like a cash cow mm. and they thought I didn't clock onto it. Yeah. And as soon as I just decided to match their energy of their yeah. passive aggressiveness yeah. within this production, that's when I so saw like, like no, it just, it was a change in me because I was like, okay, we'll see. I've been so scared to ever just stand up for myself yeah. and stuff, but it's like, yeah, as soon as I match your energy, you can't handle it. Oh. And then you want to, play victim and oh, flip the wow. script and yeah, we're like oh yeah, what's going yeah, on and blah yeah. blah blah and i was like okay so you guys aren't anything okay yeah, so yeah. i see what it is okay so, so you just want to dish it out yeah. yeah and so once you match their energy then you realize how small it is so you guys you just have to 
you know, speak up. Yeah. You know, don't be afraid to not speak. You know, mm. even if you're in a situation where, you know, they're just giving you five, six tasks to do and you're like, yeah. you know what, this is too much, but you're, you know, you're about to break down because yeah, you're yeah, so yeah. overworked. But it's the fear of, oh, they're going to say to me, or say about me, sorry. So, yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah, you yeah. can't give so and so that much. They're just going to get stressed out of it. You know, yeah. they're going to get stressed and yeah. stuff like that. So it's about protecting your mental health yeah. as well. So, yeah. But let's say if they do give you something like that, how do you kind of go about it without giving them the mm-hmm. idea that it is too much? Well, it's about is understanding. It's about just stopping it before it gets there. Yeah, or? stopping before it gets there. And I, I feel like it's it's a 50-50 thing. For yeah. me, I'm different. I just don't care. Yeah. So if you're going to go and say, oh, well, oh, you can't give that to Kashi if he's going to do Good, because yeah. you know what? Good for you. Like, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. I know my truth and I know my worth. Yeah, yeah, I know yeah, what yeah. I've done. So if I feel like it's too much, then it is my breaking yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. But I'd rather say no mm. than me saying yes to everything. And then I make a mistake. And then, yeah, and yeah, then yeah. you criticize yeah, me yeah. even more because I've made a mistake. Yeah. And then you're going to go run and tell my manager this, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. because that's all it is. It's all about talking behind your back and mm. saying this and that about you. Yeah. <laughs> and nobody coming to you directly. To, to like, actually tell you, are yeah. you okay? Like, how's it going? Is this yeah. too much for you? But nobody's thinking about that. Yeah. So that's what it is a thing. So it's a, it's a gamble. You mm. can do what you want to do. But for me, I'm going to protect my mental health. Yeah, uh, of course. I mean, obviously as you should, because yeah. then it kind of has a knock on effect of people kind of understand, okay, there is a boundary to and you know, yeah. there's, there's there's never really anything wrong with um, creating that boundary, especially mm-hmm. if it's done in like in an environment like that where people yeah. want to mm-hmm. find someone that they can cross it. Because even if they did cross that boundary, it's not like they'll treat you any better. It's just it's it's like they'll actually treat you even worse. Yeah, you exactly. Know? They'll kind of it's like more like a almost a, a lap dog. <laughs> in, in in a sense that's what they mm-hmm. would want yeah and now mm-hmm. it's like okay cool we can't take this guy to a certain extent so mm-hmm. then it becomes obviously yeah a lot mm-hmm. better for you yeah, and yeah. other people that probably were feeling like that but then mm-hmm. didn't have the courage to actually yeah but know. then that's why people have been having mental breakdowns and yeah that's why if people weren't speaking up they wouldn't be the me too movement yeah, you know exactly. that's people was, just yeah. silenced yeah, yeah, yeah. so it's like I started to look at it as well. When I was in Sainsbury's, mm. if I didn't let the manager talk to me mad, why am I going to let you talk you to me mad? Yeah, because yeah. you're you're holding, as quote unquote, you're holding my career in your hands. You're, yeah, you're, you're not. You're not. Yeah, <laughs> you're yeah, not. Yeah, yeah, you get yeah. what I'm saying? So it's like, it's not about challenging everything. Sometimes yeah. it's a time and a place. or sometimes mm. know when to speak up about things. Yeah. But if it gets to the point where it's too much, then it's like, say yeah, something. Course, course. So, so that's how I, I feel, feel like even like when you touch mm-hmm. up on the Me Too movement, mm-hmm. it's a bit, I feel like that was a, an interesting one because it's kind of like they're in a position of trying to make it, but then before they just make it, like, like for example, Harvey, Mike, that's when he would prey on you. <laughs> it's like yeah, that, yeah, that yeah. moment of like mm-hmm. that, it's not desperation that you want to make it, but it's like, oh, yeah, you want to make it, and this is the biggest guy in in Hollywood that can make it. He's telling you, you yeah. can have this script this is specifically for you, and you're gonna, your yeah. life's gonna change in like yeah, twenty four yeah, hours, yeah, you yeah, know. Yeah, and then obviously he he, you know, takes you to a hotel room, all this kind of stuff here, and now it's kind of like everything you've worked hard for. Essentially, it feels like if you then speak up about it and go against him, who at the time juggernaut yeah possible to yeah 
bring down, you know? And it's like, okay, I'll lose my career or yeah. like I might. So let me just actually just take it. Move back to your small town. Yeah, yeah, move back to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After being job. so close, after yeah, being yeah. in the fancy hotel, <laughs> getting the nice dinners, I was like, damn, I have yeah. to leave this because because yeah. of this guy. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. obviously, it's kind of like that in a much smaller scale. Yeah. Because there are people that may be above you, mm-hmm. but then start to treat you in a way, then you're kind of like, okay, speaking back might cause me maybe sometimes more harm than good, but sometimes it might... But it's the you way you do it. It's yeah. the way you do it. You can be diplomatic. You don't need to cuss them out. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. F- no, you don't need to do all yeah, that. Of course, yeah. You can be diplomatic and let them know where you stand. Yeah, ne- let them know where you stand as well. That's yeah. just how it is. Like when I say I match those two devils' energy, yeah, like yeah, yeah. I. I just gave them the same energy back. Yeah. Like, you're giving me this back. And it was an independent film, so it wasn't like a big one. But yeah, of course, still, yeah. but when it's been in the mainstream level as well, like, I've just been diplomatic about yeah. it. I've, you know, spoke my truth and said, mm. you know what, this is not what I appreciate, especially within the workplace yeah. and stuff like that. You know, just come to them man to man, woman to man, like, yeah, on the yeah. level, yeah. you know. And even sometimes they didn't like that as well because sometimes people don't like to be called out on their own-ish. Yeah. Like they just don't like yeah, it, yeah, you yeah. know. And even if you're coming to them in a respectful way, they just don't like it. Yeah. So you're also dealing with lots of egos as well. And of course, of course, so. especially in an industry like that. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, I was gonna say also is like uh, you've um to kind of move on from the negative <laughs> aspect. <laughs> yes, more, get more back to positivity. The, more positive stuff, mm-hmm. which is obviously you've been uh, mm-hmm. um, at film festivals. Yes. Um. Mm-hmm. I had a show on Amazon. Um, and and uh, what would you say is the biggest, like, sort of highlight of your career so far? Or, um, like, what was, the, what was the thing? Okay, let me put it in context because this is... Um, mm-hmm. I've never actually said this, I think, ever online. But I always say mm-hmm. it to my friends and stuff like that. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but um, if, like, if, uh, like, on my house, yeah, mm-hmm. I'll probably get the only... I'm not too much of a big fan of like craziness on the walls. Okay. If I was to get something like proper big and like lights and everything, mm-hmm. it would just be the phrase "It's happening, Penny Lane." Okay. Now, <laughs> now this okay. is uh, mm-hmm. it, I realized after doing my own research on it, I've butchered it, but I've taken on this meaning in my own way, you know. And that's okay. what art is, you know. It's okay. subjective. It's how I've taken. It. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um. It's basically from a Drake line where he's talking about um, basically him, you know, this was before he had his first album and, you know, oh, all stuff. Okay. so he's getting there. Mm-hmm. And uh, so he's like, um, and one of the lines that he says is, it's happening, Penny Lane. So mm-hmm. I kind of like checked out to see what it was. And um, it's basically about this lady that's a pop star and things are starting to now finally come together. And then okay. she goes, it's happening. It's all happening. right? Okay. Okay. So the way the meaning that I took after mm-hmm. it is essentially that moment like um where an artist or a book or or, or a writer finally mm-hmm. sees their name on like a like a newspaper or they see themselves on maybe mm-hmm. an article and then they see mm-hmm. themselves somewhere else and then yeah. they're finally getting this exposure and it's more and more and you go, Oh wow, it's actually happening now. Okay. What okay. would you feel like it was sort of that moment for you where people are recognizing your stuff more um is it just one moment or any yeah i I feel like as a creative 
for me, I can't speak for everybody else. Yeah. I'm still, you know, reaching to a certain goal yeah, that I want course, to achieve. Yeah. But some of my highlights was, or is, I should say, not was, some of my highlights is um, winning my first award, which was for Nate and Jamie mm. in 2018. Um, that was an amazing experience especially for the first season thank you and you know it was just you know we worked so hard on that and you know and you know that production quality wasn't even great for that but i was like i said about the content so that was great um how did that feel though it felt great it was like and it was that's a long story as well (laughs) that whole day as well i was awake for 40 hours 40 hours yeah it's a whole that's a whole (laughs) that's a whole nother story for another time (laughs) so just you know it was literally the moment of this is what hard work is and dedication and commitment to your passion and what you want to do um and also completing my four web series, you know, mm. to say that I have four web series, you know, so, yeah. a lot of people don't can, one, can't even huh? do one, yeah, <laughs> you know, saying, so, yeah. you know, that was, that's a great achievement. I would say uh, the web series that I exec produced Talia Versus, yeah, yeah, that yeah, getting, yeah. you know, commissioned to develop a pilot yeah. for TV, which is currently happening right now as well. Jeez, oh boy. So that's great. Um, and yeah, and it's hush hush, so I can't so say too much it. more about that, <laughs> you know. And the film that I just uh, produced called Sunday Dinner, which yeah, is yeah. now on Amazon Prime yeah. in the UK and in America as yeah. well, people can watch it. So, what does that like mm-hmm. sort of feel like once you see? It, it's kind of like, like for example, the the, the Talia versus one where it's where someone's like, oh, "Do you want to make this into a TV show?" Mm-hmm. What's that feeling like? It's great because again, it's like hard work pays off. Oh, yeah, yes, it's. It. I don't like that saying because yeah. I feel like you can work so hard throughout your whole life and still not get where you're supposed yeah. to be. You know, some people will say, "Oh, you need to take responsibility for where you are in your career and mm. life," but that's not always necessarily so, yeah, yeah, the yeah. way. I always think it's also when luck meets opportunity yeah, as well. Yeah. Um, so I feel like it was a great moment, yeah. and from when I was pitched the show and told about it and then i saw the potential of it you know i really pushed for it to get to where it's to be so Mm. it's a proud moment for me because i set a goal and i knew that this could be a show this could be a show and so for it to be you know being developed and stuff like that is great so so that's what i love about that and to just continue to each year level up and get closer and closer to where I want to be is great as well. What would you so, say is where you want to be? Where I want to be is having my own commission, you yeah. know, having my company be able to produce a show for television and mm. film and stuff like that. That's what I want. Yeah. We all want, you know, amazing, like you want to win all the awards yeah, and yeah, get to course. all these rooms yeah, yeah. and stuff like that. But as long as I get to at least make, you know, one show, you know, yeah. which lasts like six seasons mm. or at least one feature film, at least I'll be happy with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? At least I can say, you know what, I did that. You've got that, yeah, yeah. It's got to cinemas, mm. got to TV, yeah. you know, that's what's great. There's so many other stuff. I'd love to do many films and yeah. many feature, I mean, TV shows and stuff like that. But as long as I get one then that's my goal and then we go from there of course and Mm -hmm. if you let's say you had to pick between a tv show and a Mm -hmm. film which one would you prefer i would say a tv show 
TV show. Yeah, yeah. Or is it because it's more consistent or is it more... That was always my dream from when I was young. Like, I've always been more of a TV lover than film. Mm. So, yeah, TV show first. TV show first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Any ideas or... Yeah, loads, but <laughs> gotta keep that under wraps, man. Yeah, nah, so. <laughs> That's why everything had to tiptoe those questions in. Yeah. Uh, but now, obviously, like I said, mm-hmm. you also ha- had uh, where you had your uh, shows and stuff at film festivals and stuff like that. Yeah. What, mm-hmm. what are the film festivals like? Because I always kind of see okay. it, but obviously from outside, I'm just kind of think: is it like a place where they just show real different films mm-hmm. and then everyone watches, or is it kind mm-hmm. of they pick select few to be shown? Well, you submit your film yeah. to a film festival and the judges, they will decide if they want to accept it or not. Yeah. And then once it gets accepted, they create a whole festival program yeah. and every single film what has been selected will be screened. Yeah, so yeah. how they schedule it is up to, them, up to them, you know, yeah, yeah, so yeah. that's just how they do it. So yeah. many, the, depending on how big the festival is, it's scheduled in a certain way. They might have feature films one day, yeah. short films here, web series there, yeah. documentaries another day. Like, it just depends. I've yeah. been to small ones. I've mm. been to big ones. And so it just depends on oh, the show, the sure, one you go yeah, to yeah. as well. So, yeah. Uh, that's, uh, wow. And uh, <clears throat> the one thing that, so because in the middle of, you know, you talking about that, you touched up on when, you know, the hard work meets, you know, luck. Mm-hmm. And it um, reminded me of something that I heard Kevin Hart say pretty recently, um, which was like, essentially it was, it was sort of on, on the line that you were on. Okay. But it was, he essentially obviously was a stand-up comic. Yeah. And mm-hmm. he was doing it for like from 19 to like yeah, 20. Yeah. He made it, essentially he had this like, it's happening moment at like 33 yeah i know yeah um yeah, yeah but before that he would be in different little places here and there popping mm-hmm. up but it wasn't like kevin hart yeah you know yeah and uh he said that he, he when he had that it's happened penny lane moment it was at uh uh Sha- shaquille o'neal's like he had the all-star event mm-hmm. and uh he said that someone got dropped out and he had material that he already had prepared for for a while mm-hmm. um and he was like I had that already ready. So I was just waiting for an opportunity to come around. Mm-hmm. And then I took that moment. Mm-hmm. He said that a lot of people, they get the opportunities, but they won't have the material mm-hmm. or the infrastructure ready mm-hmm. to seize upon. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. The, mm-hmm. that, that moment. And I found it really, really interesting because it's kind of like mm-hmm. what made me continue on doing TikToks. Um, and, and YouTube essentially is kind of like, this is, it may not be at the level that I want, yeah. But this mm-hmm. is like building up a portfolio, yeah. I understand. Uh, in terms yeah. of like, so then when the opportunity does come for something, you actually mm-hmm. have something to, yeah, to mm-hmm. show to show someone. I agree. You know, and that comes with obviously a lot of hard work, mm-hmm. and a lot of hard work comes with having a creative burnout. Yeah, <laughs> but you have to take breaks as we well. We breaks. have to take breaks as well, and just schedule things accordingly yeah. i feel like um i feel like so how you like yeah go beyond the creative mm-hmm. burnout yeah because like you after i had done so much yeah. i was like okay i've done enough now yeah and i need to think where's my career gonna go now it just felt it's still at times feel stagnant yeah. but each year i'm getting closer to mm. where i want to be so it's about now being specific and strategic about 
what I accept, what role, yeah. what you know, what projects do I take on? You know, yeah. it's about being strategic like that. You know, I'm also going to a new era of mm. my career as well, podcasting, hosting oh, yeah. my own show, yeah, yeah. doing content creation myself yeah, as well. So, as well yeah. yeah, these are different things because, mm. you know, I'm establishing I'm establishing my brand in a in a different way as well. Yeah. And it's something new to do. I love film and I'm always going to be doing that, mm. but there's nothing wrong with me doing being a host yeah, like this yeah, yeah. and doing stuff like that. We're creative, so we're going yeah. to continuously things, create. Yeah. So it's but, that but well. I'll tell you one thing on on, on that is it's mm-hmm. kind of like um like for me for example like I like dabbling into different kind of things but obviously when you like a lot of people talking about how to make it in the internet and yeah, yeah, yeah. they're like you have to find a niche mm-hmm. you don't have to necessarily you have to stay in that niche but for me I'm someone that can't stay in one mm-hmm. like sometimes I want to do podcasts and sometimes I want to do yeah. the one where I'm doing like mm-hmm. the informative kind of like daily yeah, show yeah. style Mm-hmm. Other times I want to do a skit. Sometimes mm-hmm. I want to do yeah, talk yeah. about football. You know, but it's kind of like, is that too much? Sometimes that's what they always say. Like when I first started in the industry, they were like, "You've just got to go um, and stick to one thing." They were saying they were like, got to, thing, yeah. "Yeah, it has to be this to get to there." And yeah. it was like, that's not always the case. Like mm. I feel like everyone's route is different, you know, and you just have to go at your own pace. I've yeah. worked in so many different parts of the media industry: film, TV broadcast operations advertising yeah. so my cv's all over the place yeah. Yeah, of <laughs> but course, yeah. what was i supposed to do say no because this isn't the direction that i wanted to go yeah. in my career i needed to pay bills i need to eat so <laughs> yeah, i was gonna take true. any job what came yeah, yeah, yeah. you know to me yeah. so i feel like i've seen that on social media as well they're like you've got to have a niche it has to be this yeah, and blah 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 specific and you have to keep going in that direction but then when you're still getting dead 200 views yeah. and like 10 likes yeah. then what are you to do if you're still doing it it's yeah. again it's the algorithm what picks up like i um vlog mm. on my tiktok and now i started to do loads of filmmaking industry tips and tips stuff like well, yeah, that yeah, yeah, of course but i did you also f- do the crazy news yeah, yeah exactly with my friend where yeah. we talk about hot topics and stuff like that because yeah, yeah, yeah. again i like hosting and talking about things yeah. so um like i posted a video what was it like a really simple video of like me going to this um asian food market oh, bang bang yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah i never heard about it my friend saw it on instagram yeah. and then he was like we need to go so i was like yes he, i mean him love asian food yeah. so i just Funny went enough, i got covid at that place oh <laughs> 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 this what I out. oh yeah, yeah okay it was the, the euro well, finals um well, yeah, sorry, was... <laughs> that is bad pr for yeah, them bad, yeah, yeah, yeah. but it was a very simple video yeah. i didn't even think i was gonna post it i was like i didn't get enough footage i was like you yeah. know whatever but then i decided you know what let me just post it yeah. whatever that video blew up yeah, like it yeah. has almost four hundred thousand views on tiktok yeah. um secret london that platform on yeah. instagram which has 1.6 million followers they asked me if they could post it i was oh, like okay. sure yeah, yeah, they yeah. posted it and stuff now i'm not getting paid like, but yeah. again i vlog all the time yeah, yeah. but yeah but that's like, just oh, one this view. worked and it's not something that you necessarily you know no i mean yeah. i vlog what i'm doing if i'm out doing mm. stuff like this week i told you i'm vlogging as yeah, well because yeah, it's a busy yeah. week so it you never know what's gonna take off yeah. but then i was like okay maybe i need to be a food blogger i did more food oh, ones yeah, yeah, yeah. those flopped <laughs> so then 
So then well, what works, man? So this is what I'm saying, so when it comes to content creation, yeah. I don't feel like there's one hack. No, I yeah, feel yeah, like yeah, yeah. you just gotta just have fun with it and see how it goes. That's right. Unless you're like universally good looking. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. What? No, but I understand what you mean. Like yeah, you see there's there's a lot of to, attractive they just have people. To go. <laughs> And then that's exactly, it. Exactly. You know, exactly. Some of them, some of them talk about the dumbest things. They're like, "Yo, like, why is like grass like just yeah, so, yeah. so spiky?" Oh, sometimes. it's like, oh, I just hate my hair. Like, just see how it just spikes it? up? Oh, it's like, so I'm hard. like, shut up, Shit, man. You know, I know what you're doing because yeah, you yeah, perfectly yeah. angled the phone yeah. where the sun is hitting your eyes. <laughs> you know, you know what you're the doing. All the thirst traps and yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah. that. So, yeah, I totally understand. But yeah, like I said, content is just it's it's crazy. What will what pick up what mm-hmm. won't pick up you know like mm-hmm. even like instagram I had one video that got like um like uh almost i think it's either like 8k or something wow and it's uh it was like a, a skit that was just uh it was just like a quick little funny skit about postcodes mm-hmm. oh like, yes i, I did another that one. one yes that like, was funny another skit and then it was it flopped so it was, see, kind of, but it was like the same premise i see, was like oh so oh. that's what i'm saying so i don't know Hey, if somebody knows, if you guys know, yeah, let yeah, us know in the comments below well. what we're doing wrong. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> because what... I'm like, I'm ready to live my influencer yeah. life. Like, that's true. these brands pay me. Like, yeah, of course. <laughs> exactly. Uh, you know, I think um, some, I remember I had a big like creative burnout. And um, <laughs> when I left, the person kind of got me back into it mm-hmm. was uh, Emma Chamberlain. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> you know her personally? No, uh, her videos. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I knew her. But no, I'll just watch it. But it was because it was like the editing was not, she barely does anything really. Like in terms of like, because like me and my videos, I like to edit a lot. I just like to practice with different things and like slap this thing here and do mm-hmm. a cut like this, a okay. jump cut maybe mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. Hers is like literally, it's just a camera and she's just talking into it. Yeah, and then like mm-hmm. the 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 thumbnail doesn't even have to be something she she works. It's just a picture of like maybe herself. Like okay. quality is low. <laughs> Everything is just like so. Like here it is, just fresh mm-hmm. straight from the camera. But it was just so good, and uh, and I was like, okay, cool. So you don't necessarily have to make it so much. Uh, like life bangs everywhere and flashes and yeah because even people who are doing like the best film ones with like amazing graphics and you know really yeah. sharp editing that doesn't mean it's gonna go viral yeah. like you've seen like some great videos and it's like this should be yeah you know, in, the millions, in the millions but yeah but it's not yeah it's so. but i think like you said it mainly comes out to the content that you're that you're mm-hmm. essentially providing mm-hmm. but on top of that i feel like the audience um like for example let's say you're um tips that you're given for producers mm-hmm. or basically anyone in the film industry yeah mm-hmm. it all it does is just need to hit that audience algorithm mm-hmm. and then after that people will find it potentially that's essentially but, yeah because potenti- it's just about getting to yeah, that, that yeah it's a bit you mm-hmm. know and obviously it comes with like engagements and likes and that but mm-hmm. and then the bang bang one will just pop out of nowhere <laughs> but then it's kind of like that wasn't the audience you was kind of looking for yeah. No, not really. But at the same time, like even when I posted that video, 
it was just me doing random vlogs. Yeah. Like I would always just do that just anyway. Do it, of and then yeah, so now I'm still doing my vlogs. Yeah, like I still yeah. just to see you yeah. again if you can. But it's also I'm just having fun with it. Like it's yeah. a fun hobby as well. But it's also a good thing just to do to continue to establish my brand yeah, yeah, yeah. as a host in that aspect as absolutely. well. So, absolutely, yeah. I mean even like for for me, like I'm slowly just getting into the more and more of just like just putting it out there wherever I don't really feel it. Like for example, Ed Sheeran. Mm-hmm. Um, I I I listen to like loads of like creatives like interviews and this and that because okay. you find a small thread that we're all mm-hmm. interlinked with as creatives of like the you know the mm-hmm. doubts and stuff. And uh, he was like he didn't really like Shape of You. Oh wow! He said okay. that he wrote that for someone else initially. He wrote mm-hmm. for for Rihanna. She wasn't. He was like then it wouldn't really suit her. So then he was like. You know what? Let me just, you know, and then he didn't want to initially put it out as a single, but then his label did, and he was like, "Nah, I want to put out Castle on the Hill." Okay. Um, and then they were like, "Now nah, we're fine. We'll put both of them out." And then Shape of You got like billions. Yeah, that of, was massive. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was like, he was about to just throw that one away because it was just like <laughs> a bit of fun, you know. Mm-hmm. So in my head, I'm kind of like, okay, cool. If I might not like this, mm-hmm. then for some reason, many other people might like it. So I'm just. But it's also your creative art like you know yeah. he was looking at his artistry you yeah. know as a musician as a songwriter yeah. you know it probably just didn't fit his vibe and his stuff vibe, like yeah, that yeah, but yeah. the commercial appeal of that song yeah um was there so yeah. i feel like the label are looking at this could be a great hit you know you could get you know a lot of success with this so yeah so it's also at that just looking at it like that you know it depends on what you want to do and as, as an artist yeah of course I think that's what even as this podcast, this podcast here is uh is by creatives for the creatives. Essentially that's what our thing was about. Um initially obviously it was about books and then it kinda <laughs> became more so into like just anything really creative. We did yeah, poems, yeah. we did movies, we did mm-hmm. anything and um obviously having you on was a natural pleasure. Thank you. To, Thank you to so have much. on because it was like someone that's actually now in the industry. Mm-hmm. Someone that's actually putting out material out there that people watch that yeah. can, mm-hmm. do, you know, create discussions from and, you know, actually in the world. Um, and to obviously pick your brains on it. Because um, as creatives, we all, like I said, we all feel the same thing. Yeah. We all kind of go through the same ebbs and flows of it, 100%. no matter how successful you get. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That's the, exactly. Like, but one thing I was also going to say was like, uh, Matt Damon, he said that obviously he made the film Good Will Hunting. Mm. Firstly, I haven't seen it. But apparently, it's really good. I mean, he won like an Oscar for it. Yeah, yeah. And I, he wrote it when he was like a, when he was young with Ben Affleck. But he said that that his goal was the awards and all these things here. And he said when he got that Oscar, he was just looking at it in his house and he just felt empty. It's like in this in a strange sense of like despite this being what he was working for, once he had it, it was like this level of satisfaction that he was looking for mm-hmm. wasn't necessarily there. And yeah. uh, the reason why I brought that up, I kind of wanted to link it back to the book that I recommended to you, which was mm-hmm. Atomic Habits, which mm-hmm. is essentially liking and enjoying the journey more so than the actual accomplishment of the, yeah. of the goal. It's like, okay, mm-hmm. the movie's done now. If it gets awards, it does. It doesn't. It's fine, but I can't wait to go through the same yeah. process, writing mm-hmm. and directing another mm-hmm. movie and, mm-hmm. and and this and that. Yeah. 
Um, no, but I get what you mean. It's good to have goals, yeah. but don't make your career your life. Yeah, yeah. And that's yeah. what I used to do. I used to be like, this is me. This is my life. Yeah. This is it. Like I have nothing else, you know, my career is attached to my personality and who I am, but it's not healthy to be like that. So once I learned to separate it, I was able to be a lot better. So it's about figuring out what there is for you and Mm. what's more to life for you as well. So that's what it is. It's not saying throw away what you're doing, but you know, because you see all the time, all these millionaires and stuff, they work so hard to get to where they want to be. And then they're like, Oh, that's it. It's not as fulfilling as I thought it would be, but that's life because you've dedicated one thing to that. But actually on the long, the way you should have found out what your passions are. What, what do you love? What do you care about? You know, as long as you have that as well, then once you reach that goal, you don't feel empty, empty you still yeah, feel whole. Yeah, and you've enjoyed it along the way as well. Yeah, yeah. And exactly. um, obviously I've enjoyed having this discussion yeah. with you. Yes, thank you. You've thank been... you for having me. It's been very good. I'm looking forward to hearing it back. No, 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 of course, of course, <laughs> you know, with the, the cameras and everything. But like I said, we have the audios. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Which is good. But like mm-hmm. I said, I appreciate uh, you as well for the promptness in always wanting to help me out. Of course, and anytime. helping out other creators as well, such mm-hmm. as uh, our friend Nick. Um, but like I said, yeah, yeah, appreciate you very much, and this has been a great discussion well, for yeah. me personally as a creative. I've learned a lot, and I hope all the other creatives out there learn just as much. Yeah. So thank you for coming on. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, what a lad! <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Paper Charles podcast. If you like this episode, please leave a review, comment, like, and subscribe, and be sure to follow us on all our socials. Keep moving, keep growing, keep learning. See you at work.